You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Anybody did anything wrong? You said they bought their recruiting class. I didn't say anybody did anything wrong, okay? And I've said everything I'm going to say about this. But, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, I guess the point, and I should have n- never mentioned any individual institutions. I said that before. But, you know, some kind of uniform uh, name, image, and likeness, you know, standard um, that supports some kind of e- equitable uh, national competition, uh, I think is really, really important in college athletics and college football. And we've always had that, you know, whether it's equal scholarships, equal Austin money, you know, whatever it might be. And um, so that's kind of point one. You know, point two is we need some kind of transparency in name, image, and likeness deals, you know, to verify that, um, you know, players are doing what they need to do to uh, have the opportunity to, you know, make money in name, image, and likeness. And believe me, I'm all for players making as much as they can make, okay? Um, But I also think that 
you know, we've got to have some uniform, transparent way to do that. Um, our players did extremely well last year um, in name, image, and likeness because they got agents, they had representation, uh, they had people who uh, wanted them to um, actually endorse something for them. And they did very, very well. And it's public record, and you can see how well they did. And I think that also student-athletes need some protection um, from, you know, unfair name, image, likeness representation or deals. Um, you know, you could have a player, and we've had this happen to us in the past, that thinks he's signing one thing and he signs something else and gives up his freedom of choice in the future as to who represents him. Um, you know, we have no oversight, you know, right now for players, you know, when it comes to this. And, you know, I also think that, you know, boosters, you know, should continue to be precluded from recruiting, um, including use of, you know, name, image, and likeness op offers, you know, prior to, you know, enrollments. I have. Welcome in. Tuesday edition after Memorial Day weekend. Hope everybody had a great Memorial weekend. Thanks again to all that have served and uh, the lives given for the freedoms that we enjoy each and every day. One of those coming in on the show and spending time together. Lars, Matt, myself, and uh, Alex in studio. Josh, our producer, Josh Smith. And then also we got Jonathan and Joe down at Tide 100.9 FM, our flagship station. But I hope you had a great weekend with family and friends. And uh, Lars, I know you had a lot of driving uh, this weekend as well. So I'm glad you made it back safely uh, to Birmingham. But uh, we missed you last week. Uh, for those two days uh, off that you had, but uh, back with us here on this Tuesday edition. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. It is the, uh, we call it the bowling of this generation. We tend to go tailgate there before or after those USFL games, which, by the way, Stallions get another big win. So they're undefeated, the only undefeated team in the USFL, and they got their ticket to the playoffs. They'll be heading to Canton, Ohio, and be a part of the first playoffs in the USFL re uh, rebirth, I guess you might say, of the USFL. So, uh, good good stuff for them, Skip Holtz and the entire team. Also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see them up in Oxford, Anderson. That's Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sonny King Ford. All right, first off, before we get into the saving comments, and he said, I didn't say anything wrong, uh, say anything, or, or say, didn't say that anybody did anything wrong. So you get that quote right. But uh, let's uh, first start off with the weekends. Guys, you have a good weekend, good Memorial Day. Matt, how was yours? I was uh, very uneventful, which in my life now, that's wonderful. <laughs> I, I you saw love those family. Days. Yeah. yeah, and, and um, I, you know, I, I guess it's paramount. They put on Dan Yellowwood, and I've been – do you all watch that? Yellowstone? Yellowstone. <laughs> Yellowwood. Jimmy Rain loves me now. He does. Jimmy that, Rain, yeah. now a sponsor of the Jay Barker He show. should be part of Yellowstone sponsor. Do you watch it? Do you all I did. watch it at all? I haven't seen it. I've watched it all. Uh, you love have? it. I have. I love it. It's uh, – it's, even better the second time. Yeah. That's how bored I was. So, um, but it was, it, I did that. You've seen it all the way through. Yes. Okay. So the girl that's got the pink hair, that she's all, you can't totally understand Teeter. what you're saying. Teeter. Thank yeah. you. Can think of her name. She's awesome. You know who she is? No. That's Michael Landon. Land, what is it? Um, I said, not Landon. Little Landers. Joe? Yeah. Little Joe. It's um, um, Little House of Prairie. Was it Michael? Yeah. It was Michael Landon. Landon. Is that right? Michael Landon? I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah. It's her daughter. Little Joe it's, from Bonanza. It's his daughter. 
Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that what, crazy? What an extreme. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty uh, cool. Yeah. For those that don't know, this woman has the foulest mouth in the history of the world. If you can understand her, she's, understand her, she's, her, she's, she's, from, from, <laughs> she's from Arkadelphia. I mean, um, Texarkana. <laughs> Golly. And she's from Texarkana. We're not talking about Arkadelphia she, Road. Yeah. She doesn't, she can't figure out which side she's from. Mm-hmm. The guy finally says, okay, you're from the Arkansas side. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Lars, uh, your, yeah, your so, weekend had to be a lot more eventful than uh, Dan Teeter. Definitely eventful. Um, there was a crisis situation in Nebraska that required my attention and uh, in rather immediate fashion. So I ended up driving. That's where I, I couldn't be on the show with you guys uh, last Thursday and Friday. Drove to uh, Nebraska and uh, from Birmingham. It's a solid uh, 900 miles. Went through eight states to get there 989.3 i looked it up for you <laughs> okay or eight, 889 yeah anyway. yeah what, yeah, what a yeah incredible yeah. Haul. yeah yeah it's, it's a big haul and uh yeah so you go from alabama uh um tennessee then kentucky illinois missouri kansas iowa nebraska eight I've never done eight states in a day. Uh, <laughs> so that was a lot. But, you know, sometimes it's, it's good having time in the car alone to reflect and just think. And I sometimes I like just to uh, uh, not even have uh, any music on or listen to any podcast or anything and just sort of uh, dig deep into my own mind, which can be a dark place sometimes. <laughs> just kidding. Have you ever done eight dates in a day in one state? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good good one but then but then driving back driving back yeah. uh yesterday uh memorial day thinking about my father who's buried in arlington song, and yeah. one of his dad or one of one of my dad's favorite songs and it, it, it's a beautiful song it's called fields of gold uh sting it really popularized it i don't know if he did the original version the song comes on and i'm in western kentucky in the middle of nowhere and I'm literally surrounded by fields of gold. And cool. it just, uh, it gave me chills, you know, thinking about him. And it just, it was one of those moments where I, I felt that he, I felt him very strongly. That's great. And uh, even after all these years of him being gone, uh, Jay, um, it, it was a very intense moment. And I, I don't know if you have those moments mm-hmm. w- but with your dad. Like, you can just, you can feel him. And it's, it, it, it's not... It, it, it was. It's not like a spiritual experience, but it's. Uh, it's. It, it's like these memories come flooding back, and uh, they're so crystal clear and, and, and tight and almost three dimensional, and uh, just uh, uh, powerful. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it wasn't sadness. It was more warmth and uh, love mm-hmm. that I felt. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've definitely have had. Those feelings, different moments, different times, um, and I tell people all the time: you, you never get over it. You, you learn how to live with yeah. it. God gives you the grace, the strength to get through it, move through it, and you want to carry the memories. You want to carry that little bit that hurt as well, because of the, of the memories you have and, and keeping them alive in your mind and all the things that you want to remember about them. But that that's awesome, and and I know your dad being buried in Arlington is what an honor uh, to have that and to know that your father served in such a way. 
Um, yeah. and um, it's pretty cool. Like yeah. the, knowing that you know when the president goes out there, I, I assume Biden went out there for Memorial Day. Yeah, he, um, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yeah, so yeah, when they go and lay the wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, literally from the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, you can see where my dad is buried. That's oh, awesome. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's not far from there. And, um, yeah, just knowing that, you know, the sort of the eyes of the country for at least one day mm-hmm. are, 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 on, um, are, are on Arlington is, is very special to me. And, and, you know, I think that's one reason why my dad wanted to be buried there. He always said, I want to be guarded by the Marines uh, because he thought, and I believe this is incorrectly, that the Marines guard the gate at Arlington. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it's actually Army. I believe it's Army personnel that, that guard the gates at Arlington. I, I, I could be wrong. Uh, you can tweet me, at Lars Anderson 71 if you know the answer to that one. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, Nick Saban and his comments down at SEC meetings and um, some of the comments that will continue to come out uh, about this and some of the remarks, and we've already heard some of the uh, the comments. But let's go initially there. We also got Boston uh, Celtics and the Golden State Warriors will be playing in the NBA Finals. Uh, game seven, man, I thought they were going to kill the Heat. He came back and really made it a great game there at the end. Thought should have drove the ball. Uh, who was it? Jimmy uh, Butler. Jimmy Butler. Gosh, I, I think drive he, to the basket. He had, he, Jimmy he, he had played. Yeah. He, he had played before we he get played into, so like, well. Yeah. He played great. With forty-seven he, points the night before, he's, he's and thirty-five a, and, that night. Yeah, and and the thing is, he had played every single minute, and so he's like basically right at forty-eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you when your legs get tired? Come up short, and that's what he did. He hit the front of the rim. And also, he's about a 28% free, uh, three-point shooter. And, you know, if he goes to the rim, it, maybe he gets a, f- fouled and gets a, a three-point play the, the traditional way. Right. Um, I know he get, has gotten some criticism, but he wanted to go – he wanted to deliver the, the death blow, the knockout blow there. And, mm-hmm. and also, I don't think he had the legs for overtime. Yeah. You know, but but what a great comeback. I mean, they were down 12, what, with uh, like a minute and a half left. And all of a sudden, uh, smart for 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 Boston just keeps like launching these shots mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, with, with like 15 seconds left on the on the uh, shot clock. Like, what are you doing, dude? But uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, a great series. And I can't wait for this matchup. And I know we'll get into it more later. Yeah. Matt, uh, who'd you have? <laughs> Sorry, I actually had Boston uh, by three, and they won by four. I'm a 76ers life. I'm a lifelong fan. Back to Hal Greer. Even y'all don't remember that. But no, uh, I'm actually pulling from the Boston Celtics, and that's impossible for a 76ers fan. <laughs> but it's kind of like the way I view Tennessee and the SEC. I don't like them at all, but the league is better if they're better, right? And Tennessee is not better. Maybe they're going to get there. But Boston being better is good for the NBA. It is. All right, let's, let's save our comments for Saban on the other side. We have to take a break. We'll come back. We'll do that. Also, Alabama not making it in the baseball tournament. Uh, did they get shafted? Uh, we'll tell you why. Or if they if we think maybe they shouldn't deserve to be there. But uh, a lot of reasons as to why they could have gotten in. Uh, I know very disappointing for the team, for the coach, and uh, for a lot of Alabama fans as well. After the uh, the two wins, the tournament, eight, eight uh, losses by one point this year. That they easily, you know, could have had, you know, won at bat or, you know, scoring another run or an error or whatever uh, that happens. That's baseball. And, uh, but SEC still getting a good number of teams uh, in the tournament. We'll talk about that and much more coming up on the other side. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. We'll be back.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny and hot today, Tuscaloosa's high 91. Fair tonight with the low at 69. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 92. Thursday, partially sunny, a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms during the day, the high at 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. class? You know, I, I, I didn't really say that anybody did anything wrong. You said they bought their recruiting class. I didn't say anybody did anything wrong, okay? And I've said everything I'm going to say about this, but you know, I, I think that um, you know, I guess the point, and I should have n- never mentioned any individual institutions, I said that before, but you know, some kind of uniform uh, name, image, and likeness you know, standard um, that supports some kind of equitable uh, national competition, uh, I think is really, really important in college athletics and college football. And we've always had that, you know, whether it's equal scholarships, equal Alston money, you know, whatever it might be. And um, so that's kind of point one. You know, point two is, we need some kind of transparency in name, image, and likeness deals, you know, to verify that, um, you know, players are doing what they need to do to uh, have the opportunity to, you know, make money in name, image, and likeness. And believe me, I'm all for players making as much as they can make, okay? Um, but I also think that, you know, we've got to have some uniform, transparent way to do that. Um, our players did extremely well last year um, in name, image, and likeness because they got agents, they had representation, uh, they had people who uh, wanted them to um, actually endorse something for them. And they did very, very well. And it's public record, and you can see how well they did. And I think that also student-athletes need some protection um, from, you know, unfair name, image, and likeness representation or deals. Um, you know, you could have a player, and we've had this happen to us in the past, that thinks he's signing one thing and he signs something else and gives up his freedom of choice in the future as to who represents him. Um, you know, we have no oversight, you know, right now for players, you know, when it comes to this. And, you know, I also think that, you know, boosters, you know, should continue to be precluded from recruiting. Um, including use of, you know, name, image, and likeness offers, you know, prior to, you know, enrollment. So, um, 
you know, that's basically, you know, what I have to say about, you know, some of the things that I think we need to do from a college football perspective. Again, Nick Saban's comments, played them earlier for you on the show. we got Mick Gillespie going to join us here at uh, around 1230, so about seven minutes away from that, and get his uh, take on this from Bama Insider. He was going to join us at 1, but we're going to move him up to 1230. Tim Brandon is going to be with us at 115 today, so we'll get his thoughts on this as well. But um, went after directly, uh, questioned him on it. He said, look, I didn't say anybody did anything wrong. Shouldn't have named institutions. We've talked about this. This is about legislators and how they handle the situation. Uh, California, Texas were ahead of most states uh, when it came to legislating where they could do certain things with collectives, with guaranteed money for athletes that were not available uh, that year for Coach Saban in that recruiting class. He was bringing that up, brought it up, and, and named Texas A&M. We went through the whole thing with Jimbo Fisher, with uh, Deion Sanders saying, I don't want a private apology, I want a public because you made it public, all that type of stuff. This is now asked again. We said it would be at SEC meetings. Lars, I'm going to ask you from a reporter standpoint, um, you know, some, some have said, why did you ask the question? Was it a bad question? Uh, it was just a straightforward question. And wanted to know and let him clarify to the, to, uh, the media uh, and, and to and others and the fans as to what he meant by what he had to say about uh, A&M and the other things dealing with the NIL. Yeah, I've already heard some people here locally say that, hey, that must have been a, a reporter from College Station challenging Nick. And um, but but the question was accurate. I mean, Nick made that accusation that um, that the that that Texas A and M's class was bought, and and it <laughs> look, it's not illegal. That's what he said. It, 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 it's but it's not. It, so the question is fair. It, it is completely fair. I mean, flip it around. If if Jimbo Fisher had accused Nick of doing that, don't you think an AL dot com reporter would be? Uh, it would be it would be newsworthy to uh, the Alabama audience to hear uh, Nick's response, yep. right? Or, or to hear to or whatever Jimbo's, get a, yeah. hear Jimbo's response. And, uh, and and you know, I think it's okay that the reporter pressed Nick Saban on that. And I think Nick did a great job of taking a deep breath and just and sort of sticking with what he has said uh, for the last, uh, you know, 10 days or so. And that's like, hey, I, I didn't say anything that was wrong. I didn't say anything that was inaccurate. I didn't accuse anybody of cheating. Uh, he, he, he admitted that he made a mistake by signaling out uh, Texas A&M and, and others, including Deion Sanders. And, um, and, and what, but what, what really sort of tweaked my interest in all of those statements came at the end of that clip. When he said, I think that boosters, Matt, he said, I, I think that boosters should continue to be precluded from recruiting, including use of name, image, and likeness, and this is the key part, offers prior to enrollment. That takes them out of the recruiting process. Bingo. That takes them out of the recruiting process. So you can't make a promise to a kid that you, hey, here is a, a million dollars if you sign with Texas A&M and you got to come to my, uh, you know, my, my, my grocery store uh, once every eight or once every three months and, and do a signing session, right? That's no, that, that should be taken off the table. And I agree. There needs to be uniformity. I mean, it, it's just it, you need to level the playing field. Now, other people on the side, uh, like the people who, who, who can't stand Nick Saban, and they're going to argue, well, Nick has been dominating recruiting for so long, he's freaking out because all of a sudden these other schools have an advantage that he doesn't have, and he, he wants it back the way it was. 
But I, I think really what he's trying to say is, again, level the playing field. And the playing field has been leveled. Nobody has accused Nick Saban of cheating. I guess well, I guess Jimbo, 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 and, dig, and, and, dig into it, dig into well, it. Well, yeah, yeah, and I would like to see Jimbo. Hey, if I that was, was the if, worst if, if I was there, as, I agree, if I was yeah. there as a reporter, and if Jimbo dares to take the microphone, right? He, uh, six, six, six they coaches, to, don't they? Six coaches uh, have no. I think it's their choice. Okay. Only so, half so have far, gone, right? So, yeah, six have gone. Uh, okay. Nick, uh, Missouri's Eli Drinkowitz, uh, Shane Beamer. Who texted me this weekend? By the way, I uh, said he loved the book, A Season in the Sun. Blowhard. <laughs> Sorry, drop, that was, it was such a such a gratuitous <laughs> name drop. Uh, Kirby Smart, uh, Billy Napier, and Lane Kiffin. They've all they all met with reporters. Uh, and I'm we'll guessing, talk about Lane's uh, tweet this weekend as well. Yeah, I, I'm, but Matt, you're, I'm guessing yeah. Jimbo won't yeah. meet Matt, with reporters. Matt, you're all right. Well, first of all, Jimbo was out in a small pool with water wings on. <laughs> uh, he didn't. That's why he didn't take. Yeah. Um, what is it you say in your business? It was a great line from broadcast news. Look at me. I buried the lead. You yeah, remember? And buried, that's a common phrase yeah, in the newspaper. I buried the lead. Well, Nick kind of buried the lead because of the question. Yeah. The question was legitimate. He answered it. As you just said, he took pause. Mm-hmm. He said, Miss Terry, Miss Terry, Miss Terry. Okay. And then he <laughs> answered Yeah. But what he said at the end, exactly what you is pointed that, is out. Is that his one Mississippi? Mystery. One Mystery. One Mystery. Two Mystery. He did. That yeah, be a there was, a, there yeah. was a long pause there because had it been a one-on-one situation, the guy yeah. might have suffered the wrath of Nick Saban. Yeah. But the most important thing he said is keep the boosters out of it. Like Lars said, we have to do that. Mm-hmm. Because if you've got these billionaire boosters yeah. saying – if you come here, uh, let's see, Lamborghini, Maserati. What do you want? Right. Uh, where do you want to live? Uh, you want your own personal chef? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it can go crazy. Are you asking me? Jay, quick. We all know that you eat at Johnny's every day. <laughs> your, your reaction to what <laughs> Nick Saban, your reaction, Jay, to what Nick Saban said? I mean, I, I thought he answered it good. I thought he, you know, again, kind of sat back and said, okay, here, here's what I've been saying since day one. And I'm going to continue to talk about it. And, yeah, the boosters should not be involved in being able to promise that, hey, if this kid stays in state. But here's the thing. With NIL, how do you police that? If you're a booster at a high school and the kid's going to school with your kid and you're a multimillionaire and you say, look, if you go to Alabama, we got you taken care of. Like, you know, wink, wink, NIL, uh, whatever. I mean, that's they they just opened up a can of worms and. Is Matt always says you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. You, you can't. I mean, there's just so many you know things that you could say about this. But Lane Kiffin had a great comment. We'll bring it up on the other side. It was a tweet that he had, and also Mick Gillespie will join us from Bama Insider. So stay tuned for that coming up here live from AVX Tuesday edition after Memorial Day weekend. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. 
Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Oh, 
right, welcome back in. And uh, as you hear the song, Hey Mickey, we got Mick Gillespie joining us uh, from Bama Insider. Before that, happy birthday to Broadway Joe, turns 79 today. And uh, said, uh, what was it you talked about as far as uh, since he, the Susie Cobra uh, incident, uh, he has been dry uh, since that and has attributed a lot to uh, all the things that uh, he's done. Got, gone back, got his degree at Alabama and a lot of other things. I think that happened after that. Uh, but, um, yeah, what a great guy. He's always been a great, uh, anytime I text him or ask him to come on the show, he's more than happy to do it. And, uh, always so gracious, uh, with his time, just an, an awesome, awesome individual. I were talking earlier about, uh, what coach Saban said and, um, you know, at the SEC meetings, we're going to get mixed response to that. Also Lane Kiffin, uh, the tweet this weekend, uh, talking about, I know a lot of people were talking about it. I cannot find the tweet now. I don't know if the SEC said, take it down, take it down now. But, uh, the tweet pretty much said, it doesn't matter about who the coach is, how big a stadium is. It doesn't matter about the fan base. It just matters about the money. Money is what now will drive athletes to certain schools, universities. We'll start there with Mick Gillespie. Mick, how are you, my man? How was Memorial Day? And did you get on the boat? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm sitting here messing with the boat right now. Had a little uh, tire incident yesterday, but uh, after driving around, I've got Your boat's got tires? So. Well, the trailer does, so. The um, <laughs> and 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 the, you know, still learning the ins and outs of, uh, <laughs> of driving. Uh, hit a, hit a curve a little bit too short, and well, new tire. So, um, but no, it's great, man. I've had a great weekend, and you know, it's it's the weather couldn't be any better. I mean, it's been perfect down here. And, uh, I mean, and and then you know, on top of that, we got out there yesterday, and I, I told everyone about the Legion. The Legion's great. The, Sunsets and Fairhope are the best. Yeah. Yeah. Are they unbelievable. Are. Beautiful. Right, here's the quote. It's totally changed recruiting. I joke all the time about it. Facilities and all that. Go ahead and build facilities, these great weight rooms and training rooms. You ain't going to have any good players in them if you don't have NIO money. I don't care who the coach is or how hard you recruit. That is not going to win over money. He even brought up our stadiums as well, talking about that. What do you think about uh, those comments? And I want to get your thoughts about Coach Saban as well. Yeah, my dad used to have a quote, you know, money talks and BS walks, you know. And, I mean, that's pretty much what's going on now in college athletics. I mean, it, it, you can't look at it as amateur sports anymore. You know, this is, it's, it's becoming professional, and, uh, and that's it. I mean, like, that's really what's happening right now. So, mm-hmm. with, you got one or two ways to look at it. You can be Jimbo Fisher and – pay everyone to come in and have the best recruiting class of all time or or you're going to have trouble getting players you know and that and and i'm not even blaming and i don't think anybody else was too like no one said that you know that texas a&m was cheating i just feels like everyone else is kind of following a different set of rules you know and then they've come in and and, and they're going to totally take advantage of the fact that there's no uh that there's no sheriff in the wild west you know so Kiffin's exactly right. I almost feel like Kiffin, when Nick Saban made his comments, Kiffin's always kind of like that that instigator that's in the background that's like getting the guy who's been around a long time, you know, the tougher the tougher guy. He's like the, you know, the, the hey, you need to say this, you know, because it does need to be said. But with, you know, but at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is that if they don't come up with a set of rules, it's only going to be the, the teams that have money that are going to be getting the best players, and that's going to de- determine who wins and loses. 
Mick, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, Nick Saban met with reporters down in Destin this morning, and um, he again uh, reiterated the fact that uh, he didn't accuse Texas A&M of cheating, uh, of doing anything wrong, and uh, he just did, and said that he made a mistake by naming anyone specifically, uh, talking about Jimbo and uh, I think Deion Sanders. But what uh, Matt and I and Jay were just talking about was kind of the most interesting thing he said in our estimation was that boosters should continue to be precluded from recruiting, that boosters need to be taken out of the process. Is there any way in your estimation that that legitimately can happen now that the genie has been let out of the bottle? Well, I don't know. I mean, like it's <laughs> who's going to, who's going to make a law that says that, you know, like that to me, it's, it's all about, you know, who's, since there isn't a sheriff, you know, who has the authority to come up and say, hey, this is what we want to do, and then enforce it. So that's the question to me, because it doesn't seem to be the NCAA. Maybe the conferences get together and, you know, uh, a Sankey comes in and says, hey, you know, in the SEC, we're doing it this way. And then all of a sudden in the Big 12, maybe those teams start paying. You know, I, I, I'm really confused as to how this is all going to end up playing off because of the fact that, um, you know, who's going to be the one that, that steps up and, and kind of enforces this all, this whole thing. That to me, Mick, is the biggest question. How do you enforce it? I mean, NCAA couldn't enforce boosters, you know, giving hundred dollar handshakes before. So, uh, this is a much bigger fish to fry. I don't know how you legislate it. I really don't. You can make all the guidelines you want. Good luck keeping up with it. So, anyway, that's my little spill. Uh, did you know that Joe Namath was 79 today? <laughs> no, I heard Jay say that. And the first thing that came yeah. to my mind is that, you know, is there like a fraternity that you guys have, Jay, all you former Alabama championship quarterbacks? I mean, like the Heisman House, where you guys all get together mm-hmm. and talk about things and <laughs> Yes. There's a football I mean, over there with all y'all's names on it. Yeah. There is, yeah. Yep. It's the quarterback house in Alabama, Tuscaloosa, <laughs> we all go to. <laughs> Where is it located? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's right in the middle of can't. Well, we, we can't tell you. It's, 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 more, it's more like a speakeasy. You have to go through a telephone booth, make it, you have to dial a certain number, oh, and then gotta, we let you in. You go inside any time. That's right. And you go out. Yeah, What's the secret it? password? I can't tell you. It's only... Only between what now? Eighteen of us, seventeen of us. How many? <laughs> well, it has grown. Mick, do you have a favorite Joe Namath uh, memory story? Just what what pops into your head when you think of Joe Namath? Oh man, the first thing that pops into my head is that my dad was the biggest Baltimore Colts fan uh, in the world, you yeah. know, and he loved Johnny Unitas, Johnny U, and. Um, so he my talked dad. about he talked about Super Bowl three a million times and how the Colts were the best team and they weren't supposed to lose to the Jets and you know they went into that and and uh, I think everybody thought that the Colts couldn't possibly lose and and at that time you know the the AFC was just so dominant right and then they uh, and then they go in there and uh, you know and lose to to Johnny to, to um, Joe Namath, who, who called a shot, you know. So I, I don't think that my dad ever didn't like him. It was always just like, 
the biggest his biggest sports letdown, you know, was was that particular uh, loss. And so that was the first thing. And then I didn't know I would be coming to Alabama at the time. You know, I mean, I I, I never thought I would. You know, and then I go to school there, and uh, and realize that I'd say the coolest of the legends went to Alabama because. You know, you, you see Tennessee running around with the, 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 the pimp coat on the sidelines when they get a home run or whatever they call it. Hey, look, Joe <laughs> Namus, was do, he was doing that back in 19, you know, 1969, 1970. You know? Um, right. If you want to see what cool is, go watch the, the, the HBO special on him. And uh, it's amazing. You know, just, just, just kind of the experience that he, he had in New York. And then on top of that, the Jets stink. I mean, that Super Bowl three has really been it for them. You know, once in a while they'll sniff around <laughs> and, and get into the playoffs, but it's a terrible franchise, uh, and it, it has been since really since he was there, which is hard to believe because it's been so long. All right, let's continue with uh, Mick Gillespie on the other side. We got baseball talk about get your take on why Alabama did not make it into the tournament and um, we'll get into that and much more coming up with Mick Gillespie from Bama Insider our Tuesday edition after Memorial Weekend right here on the Jay Barker Show Matt Coulter Lars Anderson I'm Jay Barker we got Josh Smith we got Jonathan Joe down at Tide 100.9 FM our flagship station stay with us we'll be back you're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny and hot today, Tuscaloosa's high 91. Fair tonight with the low at 69. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 92. Thursday, partially sunny, a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms during the day, the high at 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. All right, welcome back in, and again, Tuesday edition after Memorial Day weekend, and joining us is Mick Gillespie from Bama Insider, and always great to have him on. Let's talk Alabama baseball, Mick, and uh, kind of get your thoughts on what this team did, the two wins in the tournament. Um, also, they had, what, eight losses this this year by, I think, one by one run. Uh, so, you know, the resume looked good enough. We, we thought after that first win that they had kind of maybe solidified it uh, getting into the, uh, the tournament, but uh, not the case. Uh, for the Alabama Crimson Tide, your, your take on that? Yeah, I was disappointed for them. I mean, I thought them and Kentucky really used the tournament to put themselves in position to get in, and you know, mm-hmm. neither team got in. Alabama gave up too many games, um, you know, midweek games that they should have won, and uh, you know, they went through the uh, the schedule after they beat Tennessee, and they they kind of stubbed their toe. They were close, and I think the program is going in the right direction. But, you know, it's, it's disappointing when, you know, you don't make the tournament. I mean, and look, they, they went into the last weekend of the regular season trying not to – just trying to make the SEC tournament, let alone the NCAA tournament. So, 
You know, I think when you don't make the NCAA tournament and you're at Alabama baseball, it's a disappointing year. But, you know, I also see a lot of positives with, uh, you know, with what they have and what they're dealing with, too, you know, with a lot of scholarship uh, limits. And, you know, that's not an excuse, I know, but it's a reality. So I think you have to give them, you know, kind of them and, and Auburn and some of these schools that don't have the lottery scholarship, you know, they're limited to like 11 point something scholarships. And you're trying to split that amongst 30 and you're playing teams where everyone's on scholarship. That makes it tough. You know, and we, we've been talking about this for years. Which makes really what Jim Wells did when he was at Alabama seem even more amazing. You know, where Alabama was uh, constantly uh, a threat to get to the World Series, you know, and, and got there. I think he got them there three times and then, you know, win the SEC a few times. So, um, disappointing for sure. I, I was surprised. I Honestly, I thought they were going to make it. Mick, I, I want to ask you about the Hoover Met. Uh, and uh, the, the SEC tournament's been held there since 1998. The current contract uh, just expired, but uh, apparently the SEC and the city of Hoover have agreed in principle to keep it at the Hoover Met 2023 and 2024. But once the uh, once Oklahoma and Texas join the conference on July 1, 2025. That means that uh, you'll have uh, most likely a 16-team SEC baseball uh, uh, season that will be played in 2026. And I know Oklahoma City is pushing hard to try to get the SEC tournament. So a long-winded way of asking, is is Hoover going to be the long-term home for the SEC tournament? Well, I certainly hope so because, you know, that stadium is perfect for for a college tournament. You know, you talk about the two-tiered press box that they have and uh, the the parking and just the entire situation. You know, they, they had the Barons there, a professional team, and they the Barons left. And I feel like one of the reasons why is that they felt like they were always second to the SEC, you know, in the SEC tournament, which is only like, you know, what, two weeks every year. But, you know, it, at the end of the day, uh, that tournament is as big as anything that goes on in college baseball. And you get a lot of people that come in from all over the country to go there. So um, I, I just think that it, the SEC would be foolish to leave, you know, even if Texas and Oklahoma are there. Although it might be a good experience to go play at Oklahoma City, you know, or Oklahoma or whatever. But um, I, I love the venue. They do a great job with it. You, you get a lot of people that, you know, that don't maybe don't get to a college baseball game all year that go. And uh, – it would be a shame. I mean, what would you do with that stadium if you didn't have the SEC tournament? So, you know, I'm sure that, that Hoover will be ready to bid and, and make sure that they keep it. And, you know, selfishly, I hope they do. It's perfect. And the parking and the RV areas make it so accessible. And that's where the Mississippi State, well, not this year, but uh, LSU fans get out there and rally and party. And so it's a perfect venue. It's very TV friendly, if that makes any difference, too. But, uh, Anyway, I was uh, I was surprised at Alabama. Is everybody here kind of in agreement? I wasn't shocked that they didn't make it, mm-hmm. but I was. I, I guess I would say a little surprised. Is it uh, is it Tennessee's? Not of course they went on to win the SEC tournament. I, I think Tennessee is maybe not by far. That's the best baseball team I've seen in college all year. Hey, look, I've been telling you guys that. You know, like they are. 
I mean, you you talk about pitching. You know, they got five starters. They got five starters that I think two of them were injured this year that would start on a lot of – that would be the Friday night guy on a lot of schools, um, you know, in the SEC. And and they're starting to get healthy now. You know, you got you got Ben Joyce in there throwing 105, although he struggled a little bit to put um, uh, to put um, Florida away. Uh, you know, I, I love I just I just love that team swagger. You got so many bats throughout the lineup. I mean, they just bring out the guy Burke, who's a freshman. That they they describe him as you know a Will Clark type swing. And all of a sudden, they just punch him in the lineup, and he's in there driving in runs. You know, so uh, I, I think that this team is uh, it, this is about as good of a college baseball team as you're going to have. Doesn't mean they're going to make the World Series, but it's worth watching because there's going to be a lot of guys on this team that are going to play in the major leagues and be really good players. Mm-hmm. Mick, as always, great stuff, my man. Glad you had a great Memorial weekend, and uh, thanks for joining us, as always. Hey, great Thanks, to man. talk to you guys. See ya. Right, man. Thank you. See you. Mick Gillespie joining Mick, us from Mick and his boat. Bama Insider. Yeah. Uh, I love uh, getting him on and uh, always great perspective. All right. We'll continue. Hour number two coming up next. Brando is with us. Tim Brando, 115. So join us for that. And uh, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, I'm Jay Barker. The Jay Barker Show continues on the other side. Hour number two coming up next. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family, do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC.letterO. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight.
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. This is not about Alabama. This is not about what's best for us. Um, I just hope that we can sort of put some guardrails, you know, on all this. I've read something in the Wall Street Journal that said, you know, what we've done in college football, and I'm paraphrasing here, is um, put a canoe on top of our SUV to go to the lake, didn't tie it down, took off, and just hoped for the best. And um, I think that's you know, kind of where we are right now. And uh, I, I think it's a great thing for players, um, you know, to, to have the opportunity. They've always been able to work. I've always said I've encouraged, you know, this whole name, image, and likeness thing for, you know, players to be able to earn money. So um, it's, um, it's just something that I think we need to make sure that we have a uniform way to have equitable competition uh, it's transparent. We protect the student athlete, um, and you know, boosters have never been involved in recruiting, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll not allow that to happen relative to this circumstance. Is Jimbo lying when you say when he says that uh, that they didn't do anything? I have no problem with Jimbo. Uh, I have no problem with Jimbo at all. More audio there from the SEC meetings with uh, Coach Saban. And uh, don't forget, we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Go by Top Golf uh, again before those USFL games or anytime you're around the Birmingham area, you'll love it. It's the bowling of this generation, Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. Tony Russell and all the great guys there do a great job. But a lot to get into still with the Saban comments and uh, what he had to say about after his uh, comments about AM and uh, also with the. Uh, Deion Sanders, but um, look, I mean, sticking to his guns and making a lot of sense. And the, the the phrase we used from the very beginning was guardrails. You got to have guardrails. You got to have things that say, look, here's the parameters to live within and to, and to be able to do certain things. We talked about that two years ago, uh, and, and Coach Saban's talked about it as well. And they didn't do it. He said, I don't know if you heard the quote, uh, Lars. No, you came in a little bit late uh, in that comment. He said it's like hooking a canoe to the top of a truck or a top of your car. You're going on vacation, and um, you don't fasten it down. You know, and, and pretty much just not having anything to to guard it and uh, to to protect it. But uh, pretty pretty good comments there. But I, I, we knew this would be addressed at SEC meetings. It'll continue to be addressed. It, it will be interesting to see if Jimbo does address this or gets a chance to at the podium like uh, Coach Saban did. Jay, before we get into the substance of those comments, I, I wanted to ask you, what's it like when you are up at the podium? You know, whether you were in the NFL or, or probably more appropriately at Alabama, 
and you know that every word you say is going to be parsed, dissected, analyzed. And I know it's different now than it was, but uh, did you really have to be careful with your words? Because it it, it seems to me that this, this whole kerfuffle, this whole problem, this whole issue uh, between Jimbo and Nick arose from uh, obviously a speaking engagement uh, at, at here in Birmingham. And, and, and Nick knows that everything he says is going to be recorded. And I believe it was John Talty of uh, AL.com who uh, had the, it was being an enterprising reporter and he went to the event and recorded it. And if he hadn't done that, we none of this would have ever gotten out most likely. But um, I, I guess my, my question to you is, do you think Nick made a mistake here or was all of this intentional? Because, again, as someone like yourself who your words get interpreted, and they have been for a long time, and uh, and, and analyzed, I mean, y- you have sort of built up a little bit of a uh, – almost not a, not a shell, but, but you're careful with what you say. Sure, definitely. I, I think that when he said it, he meant it. I, I don't think it was anything that – I think he was just stating the obvious of what he believes happening right now in college football. I think he brought up the Texas A&M – and the Deion Sanders is two examples. And by using those two examples, um, they got out and the two coaches weren't happy about it. So I think that's all that kind of happened here. But what he said was honest. What he said was true. I mean, he believes it, that uh, that was the case. And just thinks there needs to be more uh, guardrails, legislation, whatever needs to be happening around it, Matt, in order for these uh, the athletes to benefit from NIL. But at the same time, for it not to get so out of hand where it's more about you know, how much am I going to make going to this school or this school or, you know, just and we knew that we're like they, they just opened Pandora's box in such a big way without having any type of governing around it. Are you guys and I don't mean to turn this into a Nick Saban love fest, but I continue to be uh, I don't know if amazed is the proper word, but impressed by his ability to speak. You ever notice he speaks grammatically? He speaks in sentences. Mm-hmm. He, he uses the appropriate words at the right time. Uh, he's what, what do you think his IQ is, Lars? And that doesn't, necess- that doesn't necessarily mean, you know. No, I, I, I think he, I just, he would have been successful if he'd gone into the car business. He's a very he would, measured he, guy. He would know? be like uh, Rick Hendrick of, you know, if he wanted Except to be. He, he wouldn't have purchased all those Hondas. Right. In question. Yeah. He wouldn't have gone to that. Let's put it He wouldn't have got caught. Right. Mm. Uh, I just, you know. He's a smart guy. Been around for 50 years covering these kind of people, and he still continues to impress. Well, and back in the day, even when he first began, you could make these comments. And, you know, I I could be sitting down with Matt Coulter and doing doing an interview, and it's not going live. It's going to be played later that night. I could then go to my SID guy and say, look, you know, I'm not comfortable with it. They might call Matt up and say, hey, look, you know, Jay would like to retract that, or can you cut that out of this? Matt may go, yeah, I'll do it, or he may go, no, I'm, I won't. You know, I mean, a lot of that was based on the relationship you had. I mean, there were times when we'd have interviews with reporters that were sitting down with Ray Mellick or Doug Segrist, and, and you'd say something, and you'd be like, oh, I probably shouldn't have let that out of the bag. That You know, we're going to do this this week, or we're going to highlight this particular player. We could call them on the phone and say, hey, do, you know, can you change up this wording? Can you, you can still bring it up, but let's bring it up this way. And so the SID would do that. And so the paper didn't come out to the next morning. Now it's it's tweeted out. It's done. I mean, it's right now everything it's is immediate. It's immediate, instant. 
So that that's the total difference and uh, all of it. And the relationships with the media is different too. Because think about a John Talty. I mean, think maybe 30 years ago uh, or even even before that with Coach Bryant, a reporter may have gotten that on film and said, hey, I've got something great on Coach Bryant. But he may have actually called Coach Bryant or called somebody and said, do you want this out there? And yeah. now it's about getting the clicks and getting the information. I mean, this that's a great story. It's a great thing to get. And that's, that's just where we are now. And, and coaches – you have to understand that. you got to know that's the game. That's the way it's going to be played out. And I think but, Coach Saban gets that, and I think he's played it pretty well. But do you think he, he's, he's, he's being uh, you know, smart like a fox in that, yeah, he, he can say he's sorry now about mentioning Jimbo, but is he really? Isn't this, isn't this exactly what he had no hoped? I have problems with Jimbo. Isn't this exactly what he'd hoped would happen, <laughs> that? that he would generate this national debate and Jimbo, about and where Jimbo we has are? no issues with him either. I mean, uh, gosh. It's like Jimbo needs a therapy session. Matt, do you think he generally thinks he made a mistake by signaling out Jimbo? I do. I think that he believes, and he maybe even more so with Dion. I think Dion for sure. For sure. Uh, Because can you imagine the tension on the set the next time they did an Aflac commercial? Oh, they'll be fine. By the way, has he publicly apologized to Dion? Yeah, because Dion said, I don't want a private call. Yeah, he said, I want a public one. I I haven't haven't heard... It'll, it'll probably be an Affleck commercial. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> Which would, would be great. Oh, wow. I think I'd switch insurance if they actually did right. that and were yeah. able to pull it off. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh. So apparently Jimbo's not speaking to reporters today. Um, maybe he will tomorrow. I don't think it's mandatory to speak to reporters at Destin, and I wouldn't be surprised if he just passes on that because it, it's it, a bad it, look, it, Lars. Well, I mean, I Jay, you know this better than anyone. If Jimbo gets up in front of reporters and he's asked sort of incendiary questions, mm-hmm. he's going to respond with fire, and he can't be measured the way that Nick Saban just was, right? He has taking, the, taking those deep yeah. breaths. One Miss Terry, two Miss Terry. As we were talking <laughs> in the first hour, that was yeah. very clever. Man. I, uh, just, I mean, what do you think? If, if you if you if you throw uh, fire at Jimbo, mm-hmm. is he capable of just you know? Kind of, you know, being, it, Jay. Come being, on, speak the truth here. Well, he's fiery. He, he's got. He, he he is competitive. I guess you could say that. He he's got uh, an edge. Um, he can get fired up very quickly. Um, no, I I think Jimbo needs to quit playing the victim. That that's the worst yeah. way to play. And 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 so that's what he played, and he played that way. Dion kind of played it, and then kind of let it go. But Jimbo kept it going over that weekend, and quit playing the victim. People, nobody likes that. Um, no, just, yeah, he just, doubled down. Yeah. And, and he, yeah. he went after coach Saban as well. And I mean, you, you think about, you know, these were guys that worked together for so long that everybody thought had a, a mutual, a lot of respect for them. And what coach Saban said was not nearly to me, not nearly oh, no. as, as bad as narcissist. God accused, complex. Accused of cheating. It needs yeah. to be hit upside the head more as a kid. Yeah, I mean, there's like five <laughs> things in there that you could say that, like, holy cow. I mean, like, we all agreed it's the b- most bizarre news conference we've ever seen. Uh, yeah, no doubt. And, no. And, and what do we got? 100 plus years of news conferences? <laughs> and I've never seen anything. I just, it was bizarre. Yeah. And Lars, I, I, I think I'm getting your point here. He can't stay calm. Jay knows him he's a fireball he's fireball and he's yeah. gonna he's gonna fight fire with fire so they have probably like, made an agreement just to say hush y'all it's like when if you're in a bad relationship and you start engaging in a conversation and the conversation gets more heated more heated 
and you just can't help yourself but like you know throwing those verbal low blows yeah i think that's where jimbo is now yeah can't put the can't put a take it back you're right yeah by by saying that uh you may have bought players a lot different than personal you know stuff that comes at you that's where i think jimbo crossed the line but um I mean, we'll that's why I would love to if a if a real reporter would get if Jimbo got in front of a, 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 a of a microphone, the first question that should be asked: You accused Nick Saban of cheating, and then I would read the transcript of what he said and say, "What is your evidence? Give uh, us give us your evidence. Otherwise, very other, legitimate. Give us your evidence. Otherwise, retract retract the statement." Yeah. Hey, here's Just why you have I to think. be involved. <laughs> Here's why I think Billy Napier is going to be a big success at Florida. When asked about this entire, what you call it? Con- kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. He said, Coach Saban is really good to me and my career. I certainly wouldn't be standing here without him. I'm not foolish enough to get commenting about that situation, Mike. Yeah, that's great. Great stuff. All right, we got Tim Brando coming up next. Stay with us. We'll get his thoughts on all this and much more. Here on this Tuesday edition, Jay Barker Show. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny and hot today, Tuscaloosa's high 91. Fair tonight with the low at 69. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 92. Thursday, partially sunny, a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms during the day, the high at 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. And Tuesday edition after Memorial Weekend, and let's welcome in one of our favorite guests and uh, great guy, Tim Brando, joins us each week, and uh, always great to have him on. And uh, Tim, first of all, hope you had a great Memorial Weekend with your family and friends, and uh, man, we appreciate you coming on with us. You got it, Jay, anytime. I wanted to mention this to you before we get rolling today. I was, um, uh, over the Memorial Day holiday, uh, Lost we lost some really good friends. And um, a couple of them were involved uh, in the old Kenny Stabler celebrity golf tournament that uh, you participated in with me back in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And it went all the way really through the early 2000s. And uh, down at the Grand Hotel, uh, my old friend Joe Gilchrist, who uh, founded the Floribama down on Orange Beach and yeah. uh, was so close to Kenny. And, uh, and in addition to that, Bo Hopkins, who's a great actor, one of many that came on a regular basis to this tournament that Kenny had um, uh, out of South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, uh, was in American Graffiti and 
the Wild Bunch and was uh, played the role of Matthew Blaisdell on Dynasty, if you're old enough to remember that old series. Um, <laughs> both passing away. It, it reminded me of, uh, you know, the opportunities we always had through Snake's old tournament to, to see old friends, but both in the entertainment as well as the sports world, uh, year in and year out. That thing was, and it was always Mother's Day weekend, and people still were lining up to come. <laughs> you know? And, uh, it was a we used great to event. Oh. It was. Yeah, we, we joked, uh, Lars, uh, we joked that um, it was Kenny's tournament, so we said closest to the pin got uh, two weeks at Betty Ford. <laughs> why, why, why are you singling me out for that? No, <laughs> well, I just said it. Wow, well, I... it was just. I, 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 listen, we, we had uh, we had midnight bets from the hospitality suite over to the Dogwood Course, mm-hmm. and uh, lights on the 18th hole for putting contest with Curly Hallman when he was coaching at LSU. I mean, it was. Some of the wildest and most, but but fun, all fun, you know. Uh, so fun. Just was fantastic oh. through those years. Uh, Tim, uh, another Alabama quarterback, Joe Namath, turns seventy nine today. Uh, wow. Do you wow. have a favorite? Do you, do you have a favorite Joe Namath story you can share with us? Yeah. Well, you know, I I want to say uh, there's a comedy writer that is in the Birmingham area, that we did a roast for Feinbaum around 2008 or nine, somewhere in there, uh, for a charity in Birmingham. And Bo Jackson, the, the, the key speakers that night that were on the dais, were uh, Danny Sheridan, Bo Jackson, Joe Namath, and me. And uh, I, I want to say that it was maybe, it might have been... Uh, Danny that picked up on this. Does the name um, uh, does the name Joe Hobby sound familiar to you guys? Does that name sound familiar? I, I want to say this oh. guy. If it's not Joe, it's somebody else. But he wrote for Jay Leno and a lot of other people. Joke writer. Hmm. And and Joe got all of his material from this guy, and he was can't miss. I mean, he was nailing it left and right. I mean, it was he had people in stitches. And and Joe, Joe sometimes had to go down to his uh, notes to make sure that he delivered the punchline properly, <laughs> and he did. But the guy that was most pissed off was Danny Sheridan because he had to follow Joe. <laughs> and then yeah, you're right, over, Joe Hobby. Joe Hobby was a uh, writer for Jay Leno. Yes, you're you're right, a comedy yeah. writer for Jay Leno. It's Joe Hobby. Yeah, and and with. Joe got done, and he was laughing at himself. He says, you know, I, I'm delivering uh, these jokes. I don't even know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, too shame, it, so that's the thing about That's the thing about Namath is he was always transparent, and I don't think it was just because of the liquor intake. That's just who he, you know, he was and, uh, and is. I mean, that's just who Joe is. But what was really funny was seeing the look on Sheridan's face because you know he 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 knew he was going to bomb because Hobby had written all, and then and for, for Joe to rub it in and say this you know with Hobby in the audience made it even funnier so that but I remember looking to Joe after he got done I kind of leaned behind him uh, this was one of those events 
where John Ed Willoughby was the MC. And if you if you know if you remember John Ed, you know that if your material wasn't as good as the MC's, you were in real trouble. So hmm. Namath knew that, and so he had Hobby write all these great jokes, and and then to to rub salt in the wound for Sheridan, he admitted afterwards that. Uh, he had gotten all of his material from Hobby, and that um, I'm sorry, but uh, it's you're going to fall flat. My my material was really really good. <laughs> so love that. But that's the thing done. about Namath. That's the thing about Namath is he was always and, and remains, you know, brutally honest. Okay, it, it, no matter where where you see him, or what the the event may be, and he plays well in any room. You know, Joe's just a a 360 guy, an all-around guy in every way. I'm glad you brought up John Ed Willoughby. I had the pleasure of working him for a while. And, I, Tim, you've emceed a lot of events. I've emceed all the people in this room have emceed. <laughs> he invented being yeah. an MC. Uh, John Ed Willoughby was oh. just – he was a fascinating, very, very clever, insightful oh. man. Yeah, and, and knew a little bit about everybody that was on the dais. So <laughs> it yeah. might have been a roast of one individual, but it turned into a roast of the entire dais with him. You know, if if you were to ever do a, do a sports version of the Dean Martin roast, I mean, he he's your guy. I mean, he's he's the guy that you would want <laughs> to be the MC because he had a little bit That's of background on everyone and and knew where their weak spots were, and he'd nail them. I. First time I encountered it was with uh, uh, a roast for Bobby Bowden that they had. I want to say Vestavia Hills, uh, right after he won his first national championship. And uh, my God, Matt, when he got done, I was intimidated. I was like, I mean, he's just doing his open, <laughs> you know, introducing everybody. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I mean, and they always put me last. They, they, I was always going to be the last speaker, and I was really happy about that because when he got done. I was thinking to myself, Jesus, I don't know if I've got enough material here. I need to work. I need more time to think about what I'm going to do, you know. And uh, But, by God, he was a talented guy, no doubt about it. Hey, Tim, can you hold on with us for one more segment? Is that cool? Sure. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. We'll we, we get you to take on uh, SEC meetings going on, some of Saban's comments about NIL and all the uh, situation with uh, Jimbo Fisher, as well as uh, the SEC tournament this past weekend. Love to get your thoughts on that. Tim Brando joining us right here on the Jay Barker Show. We'll be back. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Jerry Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Hi, welcome back in. And Tim Brando joining us. And we have him on each week. And always great to have him on and uh, talking about number of uh, things in the uh, first segment, but uh, let's talk about some of the uh, current events. One is Nick Saban down at SEC meetings, what he had to say, and also the uh, SEC tournament. Let's start with the SEC tournament real quick this past weekend. Man, Tennessee getting it done. What a great team. Number one in the country, what they've accomplished in basketball and, and baseball. And um, just give us your thoughts about the the weekend and, and also for the Alabama fans listening to the show that they were disappointed that Alabama did not make the tournament. Yeah, you know, 
uh, I think a lot of times the Southeastern Conference and baseball particularly uh, it gets hammered by the NCAA because there's just so many teams that are fringe teams. They they beat each other up, and as a result, they have they have so many teams that are going to go to the tournament. It becomes almost uh, impossible for the selection committee, and, and I still believe that when it comes to baseball, it's all about the analytics because there's no way these these guys that are on the committee have seen all these teams. It's one thing in basketball because we have a body of work where all the games have been televised and you've got a lot of intersectional games that are played throughout an entire season. But once in baseball, it's so different. And uh, years ago, okay, when all this began and they were still had 48, not 64 teams, uh, I remember doing the selection show uh, on ESPN, and and you know I felt for those guys in the room uh, because they there was no way they could know that much about them. And of course, in those days, the games weren't all televised like they are today. But even though they're all televised, I mean it's it's impossible to think that the people on the committee can really know, okay, about you know how how much pitching depth does this team have, and regardless of what a team's record might be within the the conference race, uh, how well have they been playing in the last two weeks? And I, and I think that's what happened here uh, with Alabama. The certain circumstances that cost them were were things that were outside their control once they got uh, to Hoover, you know, and, and the die was already cast, so to speak. I think the same was true for some of the teams that felt like they'd get a host, you know, have an opportunity to host. LSU uh, probably – you know, felt like, you know, they, they should have hosted maybe over Florida, but Florida lasted longer. So, you know, the Gators get a chance to host. I, the reality is, in baseball, if you have a league as deep as the SECs, someone's always going to get left out. Uh, and and this year, it, you know, Alabama's one of those teams without question, and it's unfortunate. Now, as for Tennessee, they are so good and so dominant uh, particularly with a pitching staff that, uh, you know, set itself apart early in the season and have a tremendous lineup, too, with great power all the way through their lineup. Uh, I'm not at all surprised that they are the overall number one. And, and frankly, it would be a shock if they didn't win at all. But here's the deal, fellas. When, you, you know, when you're playing in the regionals and you get to play in these band boxes where once you get the ball lifted into the air, it's a home run. Uh, and, and Tennessee's home field is a band box. I mean, it is. It's very small. Lindsey Nelson uh, Field and uh, Stadium is, is a very short porch. When you go to Omaha now, you're not playing at Rosenblatt Stadium with the wind blowing out, you know, to the Dorley Zoo in, uh, in, in, in Iowa. You're, you're towards Iowa. You're, you're playing in a very vast, big, large pitcher's ballpark where home runs that you were hitting last week are can of corn flyouts this week. And so, uh, you know, Tennessee, as dominant as they've been, they better be able to manufacture runs and play a little bit of small ball when you get to the, to the series because you're not going to hit, you know, gargantuan home runs uh, game in and game out once you get to the, to the College World Series. But, you know, the SEC is still the best league, no doubt about it. And I think the ACC is not far behind them. Uh, and, of course, you've always got quality teams out west. It's going to be fun to watch. I, perp- I, I honestly enjoy this weekend the most 
because you see some of these upsets brewing, you know, where Coastal Carolina stories come up when they won the series not a few years ago. The Austin Regional, by example, has two teams out of that next year will both be in Conference USA. Uh, Louisiana Tech is really good, and they're the two seed. And Dallas Baptist is loaded with outstanding pitching. They're the three seed, and they're playing at Dish Falk, uh in Austin. So you can see a lot of Cinderella stories pop out this week, which makes it a lot of fun. Tim, as a native Nebraskan, your intimate geographical knowledge of Omaha is very impressive. But uh, let's, <laughs> let's go to the uh, SEC, the SEC spring meetings in Destin. This morning, Nick Saban met with the media and said, "Quote: I have no problems with Jimbo at all." All right, if you are, and, and, and uh, Texas A and M said uh, that Jimbo will not be speaking publicly today. All right, if you are the SID at Texas A&M, what would you advise Jimbo to do the next time he is uh, surrounded by reporters? Well, you realize now you've dated yourself by saying the sports information director would actually have an impact on the head football coach. (laughs) (laughs) Point taken. Because, Lars, that is no longer the case, okay? The, yeah. the days of Larry White at Alabama and Bud Ford at Tennessee, Paul Manassa at LSU, uh, you know, and um, Norm Carlson at Florida. Those days are over. Okay, they don't, they don't, they don't exist. Uh, you know, look, look. It, it, what Nick said is not surprising. Um, I think that in the postscript of all this, uh, he's not taking advantage of of what he could have done. And, and that is, you know, get up with his man Dion and the people at Aflac and, and let's have a little uh, public opportunity to discuss these things. Because as I said, I thought Dion, when we last talked, came out of that whole uh, kerfuffle as the, the adult in the room. And, and I don't think that Nick particularly wants to be, felt, be thought of as the guy that maybe wasn't the adult in the room. Um, you know, he clearly threw uh, Jimbo under the bus and A&M under the bus. And, and you know, and admitting to that and, and admitting to having made a mistake, which which he did admit to, uh, now you can have a little bit of fun with it. A little, little, some self-deprecating humor would be nice. And, and maybe that way it would make it easier for Jimbo uh, to come off his pedestal a little bit because his overreaction was out of line as well. Um this is where the commissioner comes into play, fellas. This is where Greg Sankey earns his bones, all those millions that the presidents of the schools pay. You know, get those two guys in a room and and put together a little something something that that brings detente, you know, into the uh, into the um, into the media for people to understand. Okay, we have found some common ground here, and if it means making fun of yourself a little bit then so be it. I, I think that for us to move forward, for college football to get where it needs to be, uh, we certainly don't need the two most high-profile arguments. All right, well, uh, Kirby is certainly right there, and you know Georgia fans and Kirby must be eating this up. But two of the three most high-profile coaches uh, at each other's throats is the, uh, is the image and impression that's out there. So it, to me, it's, it's on Sankey. To, to do what's necessary to get these two guys on their own to to um, strike some form of professional public detente with one another. 
Um, we'll see if that happens before the uh, the week is out. All right, Tim, I'm going to do a total U-turn here. If you had a walk-up song, okay, and it was titled Timothy from 1972, who would be the artist? Oh, wow, 1972? Do you remember the song, song? Timothy, Timothy? I was thinking what we should play when you come on, but if you don't remember it, then I just... uh, Uh, Well, my my all-time walk-up song... (laughs) If ever you wanted to, to use it on a regular basis, uh, would be a do you do you want to go to ELO weekend with Brando? Do you from the Electric Light Orchestra or Bachman Turner Overdrives? Let it roll, let it roll down the highway, roll, uh, well, roll, yeah. let it roll. That, those those right. two songs were when I began uh, vacations or road trips. The eight track, I mean, I had the Bachman Turner Overdrive, Let It Roll, and the Electric Light Orchestra's Do Ya. Uh, those were the first two that I would call upon. Okay. And uh, because it just fired me up, had me ready to go. And that's always been sort of my approach as a broadcaster, you know, is to let it roll and, um, and, and have some fun. If somebody's daring me to do this, you know, the question is, do you? Do you want to go there? I would always say, hell yeah, let's go there. <laughs> I knew if I brought this the subject the, up, it would go. The Booyoys? What was it? The, the uh, Booyes. The Booyes, yeah. The Booyes. It was uh, yeah. allegedly uh, was about a guy, year. they had a plane crash or something, and they ended up eating him. I do remember that. Oh, yeah. I do remember the song. I do. That, yeah. Okay. yeah. We won't use that one. No. I'm going to go with the little back-turner overdrive, all right? Yeah. I'm no, also I'm a big <laughs> Doobie Brothers guy. I love anything by yeah. the Doobies. And I think they're overshadowed a little bit by the Eagles. The Eagles is my all-time rock group, okay? But other than the Beatles, you know, the Beatles are in their own category. But if I'm rating a top ten all-time rock bands, you know, Eagles are at the top. Doobies, I think, get overshadowed. They're, uh, uh, you know, they're having a, uh, a 50th anniversary tour, I think, this year, too. So Yeah, they are. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. I, love, I love those guys. And... Uh, have you and seen, they're still rocking. Have you seen Top Gun 2 yet? <laughs> I hope they leave Michael McDonald at home. <laughs> Excuse me. That's just my opinion. He brought no, the no, doobies no. to here's the, the doobies Here's the deal with light. Michael McDonald. Listen, here's the here deal with go. Michael Sorry, McDonald. Yeah. No. You, you bring Michael McDonald out as you head out of the, you know, as you're coming towards, <laughs> because all these old rockers, you know, they all need a break. They, they need an intermission. So you open the second set with Michael McDonald. Okay. You bring him out, let him do the three songs. Right. And then you get back to, to you know, the dude. <laughs> they all sound alike. That's what you do. They all sound alike. <laughs> Remember, without Michael right McDonald, they, had not won their, they wouldn't have won their first Grammy. So you got to give him his due. Yeah, but Tom Johnston, Skunk Baxter, come on. Oh, God, uh, yeah. Even, Skunk Baxter, even Steely oh, Dan Hester. had enough sense to fire Michael McDonald. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. All right. Love you it. it. <laughs> Good. Uh, have you seen Top Gun, the new one? Top Gun 2 or Maverick, whatever it's called. I have not. I plan to, though. And it might be the first movie at a theater that I've actually <laughs> thought that I need to see. I mean, who? Yeah. Since COVID, in a long time. has there been a movie you really wanted to see? I, not me. 
No. Uh, no. But no. this one I do want to see. So I, I actually believe I'll, I'll rally the troops and and uh, and uh, and buy the god awful popcorn with too much salt just to see Top Gun in a in a theater. <laughs> All right, let's switch. Let's keep it moving here, Tim. NBA Finals. Who do you like, Golden State or the Boston Celtics? I really like James Worthy first and foremost. Did you see his quote? How good was that? Mm-hmm. Did you Did you see that, Lars? I I did no. not. I, so I, 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 I did can't not. remember, but I saw it. I remember laughing at it. Oh, it was, what was just the beautiful. Yeah, uh, you know, and I I worked with James in the tournament one year at CBS. Our birthday is the same day, by the way. Gastonia, North Carolina's own James, big game James Worthy. And somebody asked him, he's doing television out in L.A., okay? And someone asked him, you know, you know, the playoffs have just had these lopsided finishes. We haven't seen, you know, games that resemble Showtime and the Celtics back in the day. And, and I want to say the line was, you know, NBA players uh, – care about um, uh, something, and then tattoos, and tattoos was second. And then the third one was, uh, and and really don't, you know, and, and, and point spreads in the, in the finals, of a, you know, they don't matter to them. You know, how close the games are don't, don't matter to today's NBA. But the problem is everyone wants to play like Steph, and the only guy that can really play like Steph is Steph. And that was yeah, Worthy's yeah. point. You know, you got guys that are taking threes from 35 to 40 feet that have no business taking those shots. Steph Curry can take them because that's his game. You know, he's the best shooter, arguably, in the history of the league. And and stats will, yeah. will bear that out over time, although he takes more shots than, than anybody else has from three. But, <laughs> you know, as someone that's covered the game for five decades, I can tell you, He's, he's certainly not taking a bad shot when he launches it from 35 feet. But other teams that play against Golden State, are they get they get lulled into playing Golden State's game, and they can't. And that's part of the problem. And in a seven-game series, when a team is beaten, they roll over midway third quarter. It's like a back-to-back game in the regular season. They, they don't play the second half once they're down double digits because, hey, it's just game three. We can come back and play games four, five, six, seven, and figure this thing out. This will be a very boring series because it's a very boring league. Uh, Golden State wins it going away. Great stuff as always. You're, you're awesome. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, my man. Seriously. Glad you had a great Memorial weekend, and uh, have a great week. Thank you. All the best, fellas. And I'm just praying that we can get everyone in college football not to, to look at the future and see that going the route of the NBA is not the way to go. <laughs> True. <laughs> right. Tim Brando joining us and uh, always great having him on. All right, stay with us. We'll wrap up hour number two coming up next. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny and hot today, Tuscaloosa's high 91. Fair tonight with a low at 69. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 92. Thursday, partially sunny, a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms during the day, the high at 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Brando's walk up. <laughs> Do you? Do you? Yeah. Do you? Do you? <laughs> oh my goodness! Walk up for what? All right. Uh, so Tim Brando just joined us, and uh, also earlier Mick Gillespie. Thank you for that. But let's get a uh, Top Gun Maverick. That's what it's called. Let's get a Top Gun Maverick update from uh, our, our guy Alex Bauman in studio. Our intern. What do you think? I think it was good. It's probably better than the first one, to be honest with you. You saw the first one? I did. <laughs> Not live. <laughs> everyone, I've well, talked to, everyone I've talked to said has said that the movie has exceeded their expectations. And uh, Jeff Perlman, friend of the show, yeah. uh, he said he, he hates everything, right? He hates everything. <laughs> he hates everything, basically. That was kind of how our relationship began. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. It began in the We're womb of hate. In hate. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, we were, yeah, but, no, but, but we're, we're so opposite on everything. Yeah. But, then, yeah. but then I like the guy. But now, but now you guys are buddies. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I, mean, I, I, I love him a ton. Like, yeah, it's cool as it's, can be. Yeah. Um, but, but, we're, we're uh, so but, but, but he said it, it's one of the best movies he's ever seen. Yeah. Wow. Ever. Yeah. I mean, like, Cuckoo's Nest good? Yeah. Is, is it, is it, How, it where, where would you rank it? Is it in your top, top ten? Top five. Top five really? of all time. All right, what's really? it? Give me, what's, give me, uh, I need a measurement here. Give me a couple others that you just really, that are in your top five. Um... Probably the Godfather, the first one. Yes. There you wow. Go. This guy is a sportscaster. Yeah. Go for it. Um, the Avengers Endgame. Or not Endgame, Infinity War, sorry. Okay. That's probably in there. We're just like, over. Uh, how about Star Wars? <laughs> no Star Wars. Maybe a, a New Hope. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, going. A New Hope. Yes. Yeah, new Hope's good. That is yeah, the, yeah, the very first one. What uh, is New Hope? It's, it's Star Wars. Uh, other than a it's, town in Madison it's, it's, it's a little complicated. It's Star Wars 4, but it's yeah. actually the first one. All right, number three. Um, if I say Top Gun Maverick, wow. at three. Wow. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Did y'all read the Coast uh, Stallings all-time movie? What is it? You got to know this. Uh, it's probably like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly or <laughs> no. uh, something along. It's probably yeah. something with John Wayne. Goodfellas? Yeah. Nope. Sadly, Ray Liotta passed away. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. It's heartbreaking. What was it? The Sound of Music. That's his favorite okay. movie. I would not have picked it, wow. but I yeah. can understand it. I yeah. loved it as a child when yeah. my parents my, took me. My mom, uh, paint your wagon. Don't get me <laughs> That started. is going way back. My dad is, is Shane. Best Western of all time. Where are you going? The, I don't know. Who's all the, uh, I know is I'm on my way. Paint your wagon. Come along. Paint your wagon. We're going to go on that. Keep going. Let's go out on that, Jonathan. Where are we going? I don't have a great Tuesday. Hi, this is Wes McLuhan.